Hey everyone, it's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and in this week's podcast segment, the tables get turned and it's my turn to get interviewed and take the microphone to share with you my best tips, tricks, and tactics when it comes to firearms specifically for survival purposes. Now, I have a little bit of a different take on this than most experts out there, so come with an open mind, get ready to take notes, and at the very least, it's going to make you rethink exactly what you're doing when it comes to your survival firearms arsenal. Go ahead and check this out. If bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. In a disaster or collapse survival scenario, there's always the element of danger due to violence perpetrated by looters, gangs, or even just your fellow citizens whose worst comes out during times of desperation. With little to no law enforcement in place or any other means of keeping order that we take for granted, the responsibility to protect yourself and those you love from opportunistic criminals rests in your hands. And to do this effectively, it helps to also have a weapon resting in your hands. What weapons will serve you best as protector is what we're here to talk about today. Hello, everyone. This is Buck Green, Operations Manager and Broadcast Director for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine, with another survival podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and patriot. And joining us today is none other than our own Editor-in-Chief, Jeff Anderson. Jeff, welcome to the program. Thanks, Buck. Jeff is a 10-year combat veteran and a lifelong martial artist and combatives trainer. With his creation of the International Society of Close Quarter Combatants, he pulled together the top experts on the planet to provide fellow survivalists like you with advanced training in hand-to-hand and urban weapons combat, uh, tactical firearms training, and urban survival strategies. Jeff later went on to create the ISCQC's sister organization and publishing arm, Modern Combat and Survival Magazine, now with over 600,000 subscribers and followers. You can learn more about Jeff, the ISCQC, and our magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Jeff, let's talk about handguns, since it's probably the most common weapon anyone would buy for the purposes of self-protection. What are the advantages and disadvantages of a handgun for urban survival? Handguns definitely have their place in a survival scenario. You know, one of the things is that the handgun is easier to conceal. I mean, when you're in a survival scenario, your goal is to lay as low as possible. You don't want to be noticed by other people. You don't want to be noticed by military, by law enforcement, or even by your unprepared neighbors who see that you're more prepared than they are and other looters and anarchists that might be in, you know, in some sort of a, a post-collapse scenario that could, that could notice that you're armed and better prepared and might want what you have. Handguns allow you to be, to remain armed yet more concealed and, and be able to, to lay low. You know, you don't want to be, if you're in a bug out scenario, as an example, and you're walking down the street with an AR-15, you're obviously going to draw a lot of attention. That's not what you want. A, a, fire, a handgun allows you to be able to walk among people 
armed and able to defend yourself without standing out as well. The other advantage is that they're easy to access. So if you do, you know, if you're carrying an assault rifle and you want to go covert, which means packing it away, or even if it's a, a smaller rifle or a carbine or something like that, then it, it's still packed away. So if you need to get to it for personal defense, it's going to be harder to do that. Whereas with a pistol, a concealed pistol, you're still able to access that very quickly without people, you know, seeing that you're armed and you'll be able to defend yourself should you ever be ambushed or find yourself in a riot where you need to, to defend yourself or another scenario like that. Now, there are some disadvantages to handgun as well that people need to take into consideration. One is that they, they don't stand up to the environment as well as a long gun does. And by long guns, I, might, I, mean, I mean either like assault rifles or even a shotgun. You know, hand, handguns are really not typically meant for... Uh, the for the rigors of being outdoors and in the elements the the exception to that is something that's more along the lines of like a a hunting revolver you know a backup hunting revolver like for bear hunting or something like that so you know they those types of pistols will stand up to the elements more but most people are are, are gravitating more toward like a semi-auto pistol in which case they can jam they can they can they can you know, not hold up to the elements as well. And I would say the other disadvantage of a handgun is that it's not as good at long range. And in a survival scenario, you might be in a situation where you need good firepower at a longer range. An example might be hunting. If you, if you're trying to find, if you're trying to hit an animal, uh, especially if you're hunting for deer or something like that, well, obviously a pistol is not going to give you the kind of range and accuracy that a rifle or a shotgun will have. And if you're facing an enemy, you know, whether it's, you know, gangs or of looters or whatever it might be that you feel that your life is in danger and you have to use your firearm, your best bet is always to engage at a distance as much as possible, in which case a, a handgun is not going to have the accuracy of of a rifle or a firearm at a, at a longer distance. So you want to try to engage early if you're facing a, a, a large amount of, of enemy combatants and a handgun is not the best, the best weapon to do that with. Jeff, a lot of preppers consider a rifle to be a must-have when it comes to preparing for urban survival. What are the advantages and disadvantages of a rifle for surviving after a collapse? Well, usually for urban survival, a lot of survivalists and preppers, you know, the first thing I think of is their, their assault rifle. And, and there's good reason for that. A rifle does offer range and accuracy and firepower. I mean, you, that's why our U.S. military obviously carries an assault rifle because, you know, they're facing enemy combatants. They, they're, they're put in harm's way and they obviously, you know, need something that's going to fit the environment that they're in. And especially in a survival scenario, there's a lot of crossover there with the needs that you might have. You might have to defend yourself from, enemy combatants from let's just you know say terrorists or even domestic terrorists in the way of you know gangs or or looters or just anarchists who are taking advantage of the collapse and the and the loss of order that follows a disaster so a rifle does offer you better you know longer range really good accuracy and really good stopping power with rifle rounds the other thing is that for for an urban survival scenario with a rifle, 
is you have better accessibility to ammunition. Now, that might sound a little strange because, you know, right now it's really hard to find rifle ammunition. Um, however, if you, if you have a rifle that is the same caliber as the NATO standards, let's say 5.56 millimeter or 7.62, then you have to think about what, the, what will the environment be in a, let's say, a post-collapse scenario. So eventually, even the stockpiles of ammunition are either going to be, you know, ravaged, gone, used, or whatever, you know, even just not used. So long-term, if you want, if you want to think long-term, what will be the most accessible? Well, the military is still going to be armed. And if they're using the NATO standard, you'll, you're more likely to be able to find that type of ammunition or even steal that kind of ammunition if you had to in a long-term collapse scenario. But that will be probably the, uh, the most likely type of ammunition to be continued to be manufactured after the fact, so we'll, which will make it more accessible. Now, the disadvantages of a rifle, you know, number one, it's not as easy to conceal. And when it comes to a survival scenario, you definitely don't want to be noticed by people. So if you have an assault rifle, then you're more likely to be noticed by law enforcement or by military that's been ordered to confiscate any type of weapons that could be a threat in the environment, which has happened before. It's happened during disasters. It happened during Hurricane Katrina where, where weapons were confiscated. Uh, there could be gangs. There could be even be your, your neighbors or, you know, desperate citizens who see that you're armed, which must mean that you're more prepared. And in their desperation for food or just means to protect themselves even, uh, they, that could make you a target. Uh, so it's harder to conceal a, a rifle than it is something like a, a, um, like a, a pistol or something. And the other thing is that an assault rifle is, um, it, it's heavier. So if you do have to bug out and evacuate your area and you have to be on the move, if you're doing it by foot, then it's very difficult. I won't say it's very difficult, but it's, it's going to be heavy. I can tell you as, you know, from being a soldier in the military and having to road march with my M16, I can tell you that, you know, after a while, that, that thing, it adds weight. And the longer you're, you're marching on, the heavier that seems. So it, it definitely, an assault rifle is not necessarily the lightest weapon out there. And so that's consideration as well. You, you also have to be able to you know, consider that you might be carrying it. So if you do have an assault rifle, one of the best things to do is just consider it caching it at a survival retreat, someplace that you might have to bug out to where you can, you can get to that location, then you'd have access to the rifle at that point. We're talking with Jeff Anderson from ModernCombatAndSurvival.com about strategies for selecting the best firearms for your urban survival arsenal. And we'll be back in just a minute with some great tips, including a look at the shotguns for survival, as well as why your ammunition matters big time once all the ammo stores have closed. But first, here's a message about a special offer we have for you. In any disaster, crisis, or attack, your life and the life of those you love could solely rest on the survival gear you've acquired. Do you have the proper gear to protect you from the threats you'll face? Whether it's preparing your home against the destruction and mayhem of a city in chaos, or you're bugging out to a safer location when a natural disaster forces you from your home, the supplies you have right now could ensure your survival or seal your fate. Don't take the risk. 
Claim your free copy of our exclusive guide, Survival Gear Secrets, at survivalgearsecrets.com and discover the seven-phase survival gear plan every family must prepare for or face the consequences. Five no-bullshit warning signs that a collapse is headed your way, so you're already in action long before your neighbors even know what hit them. And how to know exactly when it's safer to stay at home and shelter in place. Or get in the family bug out mobile and get the hell out of Dodge. Your fellow citizens may be fine with sleeping in a crowded stadium waiting for FEMA to hand them a granola bar, juice box, and a blankie. But you know that no one can protect your family better than you can. If you're properly prepared with the right supplies and equipment to ensure your survival. Don't wait until it's too late. Find out what's missing from your survival gear plan by grabbing your free copy of Survival Gear Secrets now at www.survivalgearsecrets.com. And now, back to our show. Okay, we're back with Jeff Anderson from ModernCombatAndSurvival.com talking about your urban survival firearms arsenal and the best ways to arm yourself for a collapse. Now, Jeff, let's talk about the tactical shotgun from a survival perspective. What are the advantages and disadvantages of a shotgun for urban survival? A lot of people don't think of the shotgun when they think about urban survival weapons, but it does offer some advantages, and there are some other considerations that you think about as far as disadvantages. I mean, when when you think about survival, you're not always going to be on the move, so it might not be a bug-out scenario. Your best option is usually going to be to stay at home and be able to survive in place, in which case, if you're defending your home, a shotgun is a, is a formidable weapon. When we talk about home invasion defense. We, we often, you know, many of us feel like that the shotgun is the best weapon for home defense. So in a surviving place scenario, it's essentially what you're doing is defending your home from home invasion, in which case, you know, a, a, uh, your, your shotgun is a very, very powerful weapon. The other thing is uh, accessibility to ammo is, is pretty good. You know, especially right now, it's hard to find assault rifle ammunition. It's hard to find a lot of different types of ammunition. But what is on the shelves are shotgun shells and 22 long rifle shells. So right now, people, you know, again, maybe because people don't often think of the shotgun as an as a, a survival weapon, it, you're, you're, it's going to be easier to find this type of thing, especially in areas where hunting is is uh, is done a lot. You know, obviously, they're going to. It's going to be a pretty good stock of of 12 gauge shells on 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 the shelves of the local department store, even. So, accessibility to ammo is is pretty good, actually. Even in a collapse scenario, um, again, most people are going to be gravitating more toward the pistol rounds into the assault rifle rounds. Um, the 12 gauge rounds are probably still going to be pretty accessible. I think. The other thing is that when it comes to when it comes to being exposed to the environment, pump-action shotguns are workhorses. They're very, very reliable in the elements. I mean, if you think, if you consider it, they're used. They're they're meant for hunting, which means you're going. They're used to being outside. They're used to being exposed to dust and dirt and rain and things like that. So, especially when you're in a a, scenario, a survival scenario, you're going to be in the elements most likely, and so this makes it more reliable. Should you ever have to use it for personal defense. Now, on the disadvantage side, you know, one of the things is, you know, you can consider it possibly 
lower, you know, you, you can't you can't load as many rounds as you could something like a semi-auto or a an assault rifle. So whereas you might have a 30 round clip for an AR-15 or something like that, then you know you may only get like you know typically like around eight rounds for an assault rifle. Now that's still not bad, and likely if you can't if you need more than that, that's going to be you know you're you're really in deep doo doo. However, you are limited in the number of rounds in the load and in how easy it is to reload as well. The other thing is that shotguns take a larger round. So, you know, larger rounds, if you ever have to carry them somewhere, they take up more space. They take up more weight. So, you know, relative to a, a pistol round or even an, a rifle round, the shotgun shells are going, you're going to be able to carry, you're going to have to carry less of them for limited number of firepower that you may have. Jeff, what are the biggest mistakes most people make when selecting ammunition for their survival firearms arsenal, and what's a better approach? Choosing the weapon is one thing. Then you've got to feed it something, right? And most people, when they're thinking about ammunition, don't consider all of the the factors that go into choosing the right type of ammunition for the weapon. And what I mean by that is you have to take into consideration accessibility. So will you the round it will will the weapon that you have have enough rounds available for you to be able to feed those rounds to that weapon when you need it. And you know one of the things I tell people is that you know you might have your favorite weapon. You might have, you know, maybe you're a um a 45 guy, you know, and you just love your 19 or your Colt 1911. Um, but will that 45 round be ex- available in a survival scenario? Likely not. And what I tell people is to consider switching over to a round that will be that you can either carry more of or preferably one that is going to be more accessible because it's going to be in in the area. Well, what I mean, what I mean is, like a NATO, like a NATO type round, NATO standard round, like 5.56 millimeter or 7.62, or you know, for the for the military pistol, it's nine millimeter. So you can pretty much count that those are going to be available. They're going to continue to be manufactured, even if everything's shut down. The military is not going to shut down. So those type of rounds are likely to be much more widely available than other types of rounds. So when you're considering the type of ammunition. And your and your weapon, uh, always consider using NATO standard rounds. The other option is for you to use something that you can carry a lot more of. For example, a 22 long rifle. Now, a lot of people don't consider the 22 to be a a good survival round. I can tell you that it is a very good survival round. It can still kill a person if you needed to defend yourself with a firearm. It's very good at shooting small game things like that. So it is a, a a good weapon to carry and you can carry a lot more 22 ammunition than you can other ones. And it's very accessible as well. The other thing I would say when it comes to select ammunition is to choose interchangeable ammunition. So your best, your best case scenario, if you're carrying both a pistol and a rifle is to carry, is to choose a weapon and carry ammunition that's interchangeable between them. So that's not going to work well for you if you're carrying a 9mm pistol and a 5.56 assault rifle. You know, if you 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 run out of one type of ammunition or one of your if your if your rifle breaks, then all that ammunition is no good. 
So your best bet is to choose something that will carry the same ammunition as, you know, in between your pistol and your your rifle. So an example might be a 9mm pistol because it'll also have the ammunition available as a NATO standard round, but then also for for a rifle choosing a 9mm uh, carbine. So that's going to give you interchangeability and it's going to give you with a rifle better distance, better accuracy, um, but you're still going to have the readily available ammunition. Uh, the other thing when it comes to selecting ammunition is the weight. So bottom line is the bigger the round, the heavier it's going to be. And this is going to limit how much you can carry if you ever have to bug out. The larger the, the, the caliber of the round, the heavier it's going to be for the same number of ammunition, same amount of ammunition as it will be for a lighter round, like let's say a 22 long rifle or something like that. So even if, you know, right now you're stockpiling thousands and thousands of rounds of ammunition, if you have to leave, if you have to bug out, then you're not going to be, you know, that's going to be a lot of wasted ammunition that you're going to have to leave behind. So, you know, consider the weight if you ever have to leave and carry it with you, how much you're going to be able to carry with you eventually. Jeff, many of the weapons I might buy for urban survival are subject to strict regulations and are in threat of being banned. How do I choose the most effective weapon without putting myself on a government list or running afoul of the law? Yeah, this is a big scare right now. And I know that, again, a lot of survivalists and preppers, they gravitate toward more toward like the, the, the assault rifle. And right now, assault rifles are up about at least 50% in just trying to buy one. And in my personal opinion is I don't feel it necessary to gravitate toward an assault rifle. Um, they're great to have. They're a lot of fun. I'm used to it from being in the military. So it's, it's a weapon that I'm very well uh, accustomed to. I mean, it's like an extension of my body. However, when it comes to a survival scenario, it's not necessary to have an assault rifle. So the first thing I would say when it comes to just even choosing an urban survival weapon is to, number one, stay legal. Okay, so anything illegal is going to give you less of an argument, should you ever be caught with it, to be able to hold on to it. So it's more likely to be confiscated if you have something that's not necessarily legal. That includes an assault rifle that may be banned either now or in the future in a disaster scenario or a post-collapse scenario where it becomes less legal to carry something along those lines. So anything illegal might be confiscated. So it's no, once it is, it's no good to you anyway. The second thing I would say is, you know, don't get don't get trapped into thinking that you need like an AR-15. Now, the, the reality is, is that most likely you're never going to fire a shot. I mean, you think about it. You know, all the times that we've had, um, even even in post-disaster scenarios with looters and everything, most people have never had to have to act, had to actually use their weapon for personal defense. So and, and your goal isn't to be out there brandishing a firearm anyway. In a survival scenario, you want to stay concealed and low and, and lie as low as possible so that you're not noticed. So if you do everything right, you'll never even have to show your weapon, let alone shoot it. So if you consider it in, in that way, again, the, the need for an AR-15 or other type of assault rifle is really not that necessary. And the other thing I would say is to have backups. So... You know, if you if you consider that you might 
lose a weapon, whether it's going to be confiscated, whether it's going to be considered illegal, whether it's going to be broken, whether it's going to be exposed to the elements and not function anymore. Either way, you want to have backups, in which case you don't, have, you don't need an expensive assault rifle. What you need are more inexpensive rifles or other weapons. So this, is, again, comes into interchangeability. So if you, if you have interchangeable weapons that the same cal- you can use the same caliber in pistols and in rifles, and among the rifles that you have, then if one rifle breaks or is confiscated, then you have another one available that takes the same ammunition, you're not out all that ammunition that you would have needed for that first rifle. So consider having less expensive, uh, less, less expensive weapons, but maybe a few more of them so that you have backups. And even in a situation where if you are, let's say that there is martial law is declared, let's say that there is confiscation of weapons by law enforcement or military, you know, if they come knocking at your door or if you're, if you are found with a weapon, then having a, a less expensive rifle and being able to offer it up or give it up as a sacrificial weapon during a collapse, uh, you're not going to feel as bad as you would if you gave them your $2,500 you know, AR-15 that was all tricked out with all the custom features and everything. So you're still going to have a functional weapon as if you have, if you have your backups. Jeff, thanks so much for taking some time to talk with us today about considerations on how to build out a survival firearms arsenal. For those looking for more advanced information on this topic, we've set up a special website with all you need to know about how to custom design your own survival weapons plan at www.urbansurvivalweapons.com. Until our next broadcast, train hard, stay safe, prepare now. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.